My name's Matt. And I'm Matt. And this is Sip of Success. So good morning, everyone. Well, I guess it's morning. Hopefully, Brendan will get this out uh, during the morning time. But um, how are you doing, Matt? I'm good. I'm doing well in, the, I think, my third week being <laughs> at home. I know. It's been, it's been hard, for sure. Are you taking a lot of walks? Yeah, a lot of... Uh, I have a park across the street so oh, not a lot of nice. people go there so yeah, yeah but I, have not, I haven't been out of the house in a while yeah but um getting back into like the swing of things and not just sitting around all day so how about yeah, you that's been hard yes yeah, so, I mean pretty much same classes of classes are weird I don't online is is a different a whole different ball game um but hopefully we have some people on our podcast today that are that can help you guys um, do things that aren't just classes, still related to the university. Um, so we will let them introduce themselves in a little bit. Um, but before we do that, Matt, do we have any announcements? No? Okay. Okay. Well, um, if you guys will just introduce yourselves one by one and just explain um, what you do for the university and then um, what you guys do. So like where you went to school, what your job entails, what's your favorite part of your job, stuff like that. And then um, as we hear from everyone, then we can go back and talk about the different resources that y'all offer. Okay. Sound good. Okay. Awesome. I'll go first. Uh, hey everybody. My name's Justin Furlow. I am what's called a sport programs coordinator for the office of campus recreation here in South Carolina. Um, I touch mainly sport clubs. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we have the most sport clubs of any school within the SEC. Um, I also have a hand in intramural sports and kind of influencing that kind of programming and the student development that we have there. Uh, what was the next thing? It was like favorite thing about campus or favorite thing about my job. I don't know. For me, for me, it's about the students. Like I got into this job not thinking that this was going to be my career. Like realistically right now, if everything had gone on the same path that my undergrad went through, uh, because I did my undergrad at USC, um, I would have basically been working for FEMA right now, but I got a summer internship that I fell in love with the campus rack and I was lucky enough to go off and get a full ride for my master's to do this. But mainly for me, it's all about the student development. It's working with the students that I have like on a four year basis or just however long I have them and seeing the growth from start to finish. And then knowing that in some way, shape or form, whether I see it now or, you know, years down the road, that I helped them get to where they were. Yeah, awesome, thank you. Scott, you wanna awesome. go? Sure, hey, uh, I'm Scott McDonald. Uh, I'm the Assistant Director for Peer Learning in the Student Success Center. Uh, so that's a lot of words to say that uh, I oversee the academic support here on campus. So the free tutoring um, and supplemental instruction and the writing support that you have on campus uh, runs through the Student Success Center and through my part of the office. Um, I'm from North Carolina originally, I went to North Carolina State University for undergrad. Uh, got an elementary degree and said, not for me. I came to grad school here at South Carolina uh, to get a degree in higher education and I have not left in the last six or seven years. So um, really enjoy it here. I think the favorite part of the job, I mean, I've been in the Student Success Center this entire time and that's because working with smart students is a lot of fun. Uh, working with students that I know are about to go be doctors and you know lawyers and industry leaders is really exciting and it's just fun to kind of I don't know show them also how to relax and have a little fun uh, so whatever that looks like I even you know like have like kids books in my office and things like that just for fun I have one of course sitting at my kitchen table right now just in case 
someone needs a, a debrief, a de-stress. <laughs> Can you uh, tell us the title of that book, Scott, just so everybody knows what it is? Oh yeah, I've got uh, Peppa Goes Swimming right now, and that's because swim season might be canceled and I might need to, I'm a swim coach on the side, and I think I might record myself reading that because that's what we do on the first day to talk about pool safety. So I know, my Peppa favorite. Pig. I love Peppa Pig. Alrighty. Thank you, do, Scott. Do, yeah, thanks, Scott. Well, I can go next. Now everyone's broken the ice. It's my turn, I guess. My name is Edgar Santana, and I'm the director of PR and marketing at the Student Health Services here at the university. Um, I did my undergrad at USC, so this is kind of like uh, being at home. Also, um, I used to work with student media at the USC, and I did that for more than 10 years. And it was a lot of fun then working with students. Uh, nowadays, um, the things I enjoy, enjoy most about my job is um, the people I work with. They're really, really dedicated professionals. In fact, they've been there every day. Uh, our student health center is open during this whole time right on campus. And I guess we'll probably talk about that a little later. But in any case, I wrote some things down. Um, uh, one of the things I also like is knowing that the communications that we do really help students in many ways, whether it's mental health, physical health, uh, wellness, and things like that. So it's an important communications job on campus, and we try to reach as many students that we, as we can in any given day. Yeah, thanks for that. That's Thank awesome. Um, okay, I think Becky, right? You have Miss Becky, you haven't gone? Hey, so I'm Becky Geddes. Um, I'm Associate Dean for Public Services at the University Libraries. Um, so what that entails is I'm over um, our circulation, all of our front desk staff, our um, instruction program, our research support services, basically the front of the house, the people that you see in Thomas Kieber Library that are uh, helping students. Um, and my background, I'm a, I did my undergrad at USC, so I'm a Gamecock. Um, and then I went to graduate school at the University of Hawaii at Manoa and came back to USC shortly after graduate school. So I've been here uh, pretty much ever since. I love the libraries. Um, favorite part about the job that I do is basically just creating a good um, service environment for our students, but also I really enjoy creating spaces for our students in the library that um, accommodate the work that they do, the collaborative nature of students coming in to TCOOP and studying together and using technology. And so um, I just think it's fun to see what students do using our resources and, and our spaces and how it supports their learning. So I'm missing our library a whole lot right now with it being closed. But Me too. Me too, Matt. Do you miss the library? I feel like Matt and I yeah, are literally I always in the library. <laughs> no, especially so we had a couple of fourth floor meetings. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. If you had anything to do with that. Awesome. Um, Michael, did you get to go? I don't I actually don't think that you did. No, I didn't. Hi. Um, my name is Michael Lagomarsini. I'm the assistant director of fitness for campus recreation here at the university. Um, so basically what I get to do is oversee both fitness centers, strong and black. So speaking of missing, I think a lot of us are missing the gym right now also. Um, it, it's, it's not been easy, but hopefully we've been helping uh, you accommodate 
by going virtual and learning the whole world of online fitness. Um, but I've been here for four years. I think I'm the only person that's not either from the Carolinas or went here. I'm from New York, um, and I did not go to South Carolina, but I've been here for four years, came down from the Northeast to the great weather, um, and I love it here. Uh, the best part about my job is I have an office that's in the Strom weight room. I'm always interacting with students. If you've been there working out, you've seen me walking around or um, looking at equipment, uh, helping get things better. Um, and I love the fact that our seniors now that have been here for four years, a lot of them have been coming to me saying, hey, just in that time I've been here, there's been so many changes. There's been so much new equipment coming. It's great. Um, so I really like to see that changes. And, and when I get the opportunity to purchase new equipment, it's to help our students and it's to help them. And um, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, but like I said, also part of it is uh, the fitness programming, which we'll talk about some more. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, so you'll see me walking around every day outside doing something. If you're anywhere near Olympia, hopefully. <laughs> you'll be there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> important. Okay. Yeah, thank you all to you guys um, for introducing us. Y'all obviously have, the, have very important jobs on campus, and we appreciate everything that y'all do. Because I mean, that's why I tell everybody I love USC because of all the resources offered, and how I feel like each uh, resource that is offered, and each professor, and everybody that I've interacted with really cares about their job and really cares about interacting with students and making their lives better. So Matt and I definitely appreciate that. I know we speak for a lot of students, and I'm sure it's something that you don't hear all the time, but especially during times like these when you guys are missing out on student interaction. Um, yeah. But, okay, or Matt, you wanna, anything to add? Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing is, I think especially for a public university, um, the amount of resources offered by all of you guys, but also what you guys have been doing lately with everything unprecedented times, being having the moves online, all the resources that are being offered across all of your services is incredible. And um, we definitely want to focus on that today. So again, if we want to go in the same order as last time, but if you could just tell us what your office is offering right now, a lot of it is obviously going to be virtual, but what um, opportunities are there for students still and programs are you putting out there for students, whether it be on social media, I know like, um, a lot of fitness classes are being offered on Instagram and Facebook Live, um, Student Success Center, we're doing everything on Teams. But whatever it is that you're offering, if you just wanna let students know what it is and also how they can access these resources um, virtually. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we go into that, I just wanna start off by saying too that I think it's great that you have the, just the wide array of people that are on the podcast today. A lot of people at this time, what we're seeing from around the industry is they're tending to focus on just one specific area. So like a lot of areas that we see, they're going to say, you know, how to stay active, like how to stay physically active. And that is arguably probably the most important component. But I think that having, you know, Becky and then having as well, having uh, Edgar on this too, and then Scott, you know, we're showing that USC is addressing a dimensional component of wellness that not many people consider. Cause when you think wellness, you just think health, you know, we're hitting everything from emotional to, you know, financial by making a lot of these programs free, uh, ways to keep uh, our students intellectually stimulated, uh, potentially finding ways to help them with their occupational wellness, their physical wellness, absolutely social and spiritual wellness. But the number one thing that we're all doing now by hitting this, these virtual offerings is helping them promote their environmental wellness. And it's not just like, you know, you have to have clean water and clean air. We're trying to help them adapt their environments to how they are now. 
So on the sport program side of campus recreation, um, so sport programs is two specific sides, sport clubs and then it's intramurals. On the sport club side, it's kind of hard for us to do something there to keep our specific sport clubs active. Um, as everyone knows, we had the number one lacrosse club team in the country, and they were probably going to repeat. Um, we had a hockey team that had their first bid to nationals in the history of the of their existence. And, you know, we can't keep them active. But um, the pro staff in our unit, uh, myself, Don Mills, James Harris, and then our intern, uh, PJ Hartleb, we came together. And one of the things that we're charged with in campus recreation is creating a superior student experience. How can we give our students the best that we have to offer? And for us, that was two things. It was esports primarily. I know you can't see my finger. That's kind of hilarious because of the virtual background. And then there's also um, uh, just different virtual offerings. So our intramural side of the house went towards tackling, okay, how do we create an esport program? And they linked up with our esports club who has a few of the top teams in the country in different sports, like, you know, League of Legends and Smash and Rocket League. Um, we have some very, very high performing students and we actually directly tapped them and said, okay, you all are the experts at what you do. How can we translate that to the broader student population? How can we help with that? We had started seeing that in a series that we had created called The Battle in the Basement, which was held the last Thursday of every month. Um, we're definitely not going to be able to do April's offering. We had to cancel Thursday's one, but we're trying to shift that into the virtual realm. The other thing that we did was, you know, being on the sport club side of the house, since I couldn't really directly trip, uh, chip in there, it was okay. What other programs could we adapt and make virtual? And for me, that's trivia. So far since I've come back to Columbia from Nebraska, I'm undefeated in trivia. And it was like, okay, cool. Let's go ahead and take that little ego trip and let's see how we can uh, pitch that out. Well, we're a part of a greater association of recreational professionals called NURSA. And we actually had a panel last week where we were helping schools um, develop their own esport program. So USC, we were one of the head panelists there helping people to shape what they do because a lot of sports people they'll say okay video games will make it a one-day turn and we said no you don't even have to do that we don't have to make it competitive we can make it just a social scene where we can connect like-minded people and get them playing with each other so that was one of the first things we've actually been helping to lead that instruction out there and then the next thing was that after that we actually had officials from the university of minnesota and then cornell reach out to us and say, hey, how can, we, how can we make this trivia offering a thing? What can we do as professionals to make it so that way if schools can't lead it themselves, that they don't have the things in place, if they don't have the resources, what can we do? So uh, the three of us, myself, Drew Devour from the University of Minnesota and Scott Flickinger from Cornell, as well as a few others um, that have been involved in this, we created a Twitch channel called Rec Without Borders to provide free programming for students around the country. And then this past Wednesday, we had our first trivia session. Um, I wanna say we had over 1,300 unique viewers on that first stream. We had 1,038 participants. And then that day, we started that morning with 600 around that many followers. Uh, by the time we ended trivia that day, we had to turn off the Twitch alerts because we kept getting so many followers during then that it was actually slowing up the stream. And we ended that day with like 1,200. So right now, um, we're offering, is USC being one of the founders of this uh, multi-institutional effort, 
we are going to offer starting just now trivia every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And then we've had talks with expanding that out into other realms. So maybe we do viewer games on Fridays because right now the biggest thing we can do is help promote that environmental and then that social aspect of wellness. Wow, that was awesome. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm sure I'm going to be impressed with all of y'all, but I think also with that and with what everybody's going to say, it's, it's really inspiring to me to hear um, from things I've heard from, well, I mean, I work, we, Matt and I work in the Success Center. Um, so hearing things from you and the Success Center and everybody else that's on, that everybody's really trying to maintain our well-being while also coming up with new and creative solutions. I, I just love it. But okay, um, was it Scott? Did you introduce yourself next? Yes, I did. Um, awesome. So first off, thank you, Justin. That was awesome to kind of hear. <laughs> I didn't know there was an esports. I mean, I knew there was esports world. Like I've seen that all over the place, but I don't know. It's cool to hear what USC is doing. And now, uh, I don't know. I've been meeting up with my friends to play Super Smash. Maybe I hop online and start <laughs> coordinating some esports with students. <laughs> Especially because I can't club swim team advise right now, so I might as well, you know, help out in esports. But um, yeah, in the Student Success Center, we uh, of course want to offer as much class support as we can for these students. And I will say that our um, all of our supports are run by students, so it's all peer led. Um, and they have stepped up. They wanted to continue to work. They wanted to continue to help their peers in any way that they could. Uh, so we have from our, usually we have about 230 students working in our office. Uh, right now, I think we still have a little over 150, maybe 175 that are still working because they want to, you know, they want to make money and they want to help out their friends. Um, so we're offering almost every service that we already offer. Uh, so peer tutoring, still going on and there's tons of available appointments right now. We've even expanded it. Usually we limit them to about 10 hours. We told our tutors, cast wide nets. Let's see what appointments you can get going late into the night up till 10 o'clock. So uh, we encourage students to sign on, look for those appointments, and if they can't find one, to reach out and we'll help them find one. Um, supplemental instruction, still going on. Over three-fourths of our leaders chose to come back. So that's about 75 classes that are still supported with supplemental instruction, and they're holding virtual collaborative learning sessions. So. Um, that's going to be through Blackboard Collaborate, uh, just like your classes are probably being held. And it is a great way for you to just go and review that material with peers. Um, we've had hundreds of people getting on there every night. So I think last night we had 450 students log on to the different SI sessions. So people are still using these. You're not going to be, you know, on there alone. And if you are, then you basically get a tutoring session. So log on, utilize those resources. Um, peer writing still happening. If you need help figuring out with uh, coaching, like how are you dealing with your time management and how are you dealing with your prioritization, then hop on with one of our peer consultants. Uh, right now is a perfect time to figure out, all right, how can I make the most of my day when I'm going crazy sitting at my kitchen table? Um, how can I, you know, build in time to go out on those walks, to go out and uh, work out and things like that. So think about your overall well-being. Use the consultants to help you out with that. And then uh, Matt, as you know well, being a peer financial consultant, now's the perfect time to talk about budget. All right, do I need to go and pick up a job right now? Where can I be making money? Maybe finding online sources for that. Um, how do I budget for next semester? Um, and maybe this summer, if I'm not able to lifeguard like I always do, how am I gonna make money for next school year? Uh, so now's the perfect time to start thinking about that and we have students that are here and happy to help. Um, the Student Success Center, we always like to say that we're like your one-stop shop for success. 
Um, but we recognize that you can't stop in. So always feel free to email us. Um, our phone, our hotline, the 777-1000 is still operational, but it's only nine to five right now. And we recognize a lot of your questions are probably health related. So we are actually telling people call the call center at the student health services. Uh, so, um, but reach out and we'll always connect you to whatever you need. So if you don't know where to turn, they can still turn to us and we'll help them figure it out from there because uh, we want to keep students plugged in. Yeah, thanks Scott. Obviously Matt and I work in the Student Success Center, so we have a soft spot, but um, everybody's really excited to keep keep um, making sure that students are being successful in every way that they can and trying to tackle this with students. Um, so my favorite part of my job is the problem solving and the putting together and we are uh, recruiting right now Scott, do you want to say a little something about that? Um, so you guys can make money on campus, right? And if y'all have yeah. any other job opportunities, y'all please let us know. Yeah, so Mac, thank you for reminding me. Um, we are currently hiring. Our application is open uh, for five more days. So priority application, get it in. I guess I should say, I don't know when this is gonna post. April 8th is when it closes. Uh, so go ahead and get your application in online. Visit the SSC's website, uh, sc.edu slash success. Um, and you'll see apply to be a peer leader. We pay $10 an hour. We will be working through the summer and through next fall. So come on, get a job. If you want to help your students in any of those positions I just mentioned, we're hiring for all of them. So uh, we're always looking for new bright students to get aboard. And uh, if you have a question, reach out to me. I will happily uh, you know, answer any questions you have about working on campus. Yeah, thank you, Scott. And I know classes don't stop. So we definitely, I definitely need tutoring for some of my my classes so I'm glad that it's still there um, and I think Edgar was it you next yeah yeah I appreciate the segue okay. with the call line right yeah. there uh, nice uh, nice touch <laughs> the number for the university's COVID-19 um, line is 803-576-8511 and that is for medical questions uh, also we do handle a few other things but generally refer those to people on campus uh, some of our partners that are the, the experts. In any case, uh, as far as the Student Health Center or Student Health Services, we are open uh, on campus. Uh, we have limited services. Uh, specifically, we will take patients right now in the health center for urgent care needs. Uh, we have a, a smaller team of uh, primary care doctors, women's health, the pharmacy is open on campus, so if students are in Columbia or the Midlands and need to get their refills, uh, they can definitely <clears throat> drop by the health center and pick up their prescriptions. Also, they can call. Yeah, I know a lot of folks are obviously out of state or in different cities, and if they need to transfer their prescriptions, they can call the pharmacy at 803-777-4890 to get those um, scripts changed or whatever needs to happen. Uh, also, we do have counseling and psychiatry services. Right now, we don't have in-person services, but we do have services with one of our uh, third-party service providers. And so students can call for a counselor at 803-777-5223, uh, and they will be directed to our service. But brand new and breaking news, uh, we're about to start tele therapies. Uh, that's going to be available for students that were in counseling in the spring 2020 semester. That's something we just posted to our website and uh, we posted on the uh, COVID-19 website as well. 
but if a student was in counseling this semester, they will get a message in my, my health space. Uh, so they should go in there and check it out and they'll have instructions on how to uh, restart their counseling services. One thing that's important though, this is limited to students that are in South Carolina. And the reason is that our therapists and counselors are uh, certified for uh, doing those, that work in South Carolina. So if it's an out-of-state student, they won't be able to use the service, but we have other things we can refer them to. So um, be on the lookout for that. And I know that's right now there's so much anxiety and, and um, there's just so much change in how students are going to class, how we're working. And I do have a, another dog. In any case, um, uh, it's so much change that I think students need a little extra help. Uh, definitely uh, contact our uh, mental health services and hopefully they can help you whether you're in state or out of state. Also, we do have telemedicine, which is good for primary care. Uh, if a student is in South Carolina and does need medical attention or wants to speak to a doctor, they can call, oops, they can call, um, the number is, here we go. This dog took me off uh, the mark. But uh, they can call for a telemedicine appointment at 803-576-6597. And they'll help them set up the appointment. And I believe right now we've waived any fees associated with telemedicine. Uh, but also, uh, we do have a lot of virtual services that are available. And those are on the COVID-19 website. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff already planned for next week. We really have a full week of things happening. We even have cooking classes, which is going to be really interesting. Uh, I think it's, when is it? Um, uh, on Thursday, we'll have a sheet pan meals. That's For me, that's hard to say. I, English is my second language. But in any case, uh, sheet pan meals uh, with our dietitian. I teach students how to cook a full meal on one pan, and you just throw it in the oven. Uh, we also have uh, other programs like our yoga instructor at the Calm Oasis. She's actually doing Instagram live sessions a couple of times a week. And she's also posting videos to our YouTube channel. Uh, we also have uh, Drawful 2, which is a game we're playing on Twitch TV. I'm not sure we're getting the traffic the Fortnite people are getting, but it was definitely something we're trying to get out there although I know that platform really is for video game and esports, but, uh, but still it's something we're trying to get students to kind of relax at home and you know, find different things to do. We also have our midday meditations, uh, which are uh, one of our yoga and mindfulness instructors kind of guides us through the meditation. It usually lasts about 20 minutes and it's pretty, pretty relaxing if you get a chance. In any case, uh, those are some of the things we're doing out there. Uh, again, Student Health Services is open. And if y'all need more information, just go to sc.edu health services or visit the COVID-19 website by the university, which I believe is go.sc.edu slash coronavirus. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Edgar. And I know too, um, you mentioned like the anxiety and everything and counseling, but could you just, I know this is obviously a service on that's virtual anyway in school, um, but um, therapy assisted online, I think is that what I, am I saying it right? Yeah. 
Okay, and that's still available, obviously, to students, I'm assuming. That's right, that's right. Uh, therapy assisted online uh, is available, uh, especially the self-help uh, section. I think we might have some issues with therapists uh, that are on, on our staff treating students that are out of state. So that's one of the reasons, and that's true also with our medical doctors as well, that uh, mm -hmm. those things, uh, it's a little tricky. But the new um, teletherapy, it's again for in-state students, or students are in South Carolina, and, are, and it's gonna be available, they just have to, student has to go to their My Health Space account, and they'll have a message from their provider or a provider with instructions of how to join that uh, teletherapy session. It's just that the TAO or the therapy assisted online, it's, it's, we ran into the same issue. Oops, sorry, my dog just jumped. <laughs> but anyway, the, ran into the same issue with uh, certification for our therapists and counselors and, and psychologists. That's just the reality, although the, the federal government has, um, kind of lessen some of like HIPAA regulations and uh, because some of our providers are calling students uh, using just a phone for some things, but that's mainly in our health center, not the mental health area. I think mental health providers still want to uh, stick with the HIPAA privacy because uh, especially the, the things they're dealing with, some students really uh, want to have a private conversation. In fact, our tele, therapy uh, sessions or some of the requirements are that the student be in a space where they have privacy. In other words, not in, at, you know, outside of a Starbucks or something like that, uh, where it won't be a private session. So, um, many kids, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. And I think, Becky, are you next? All right, yeah. So, um, at the libraries, even though our building is closed, um, I've been really proud of um, the work that we've been able to do in getting all of our faculty, staff, and the majority of our students working remotely. Um, and the library is sort of, in terms of like access to our collections, the collections that are most highly used are already available online. Um, you know, we have hundreds of research databases um, millions of research articles available online, hundreds of thousands of ebooks, we've got streaming film. Um, all of that has always been available online and we've been able to you know, keep all of that going um, remotely, which has been great. Um, one of the collections that is not available online um, or hasn't been is our textbook and course reserve collection. And you know that's a really popular collection. Um, and um, I was really proud of our staff who, when it was announced that spring break was uh, gonna be extended and then we were gonna go to the online learning um, environment, they had the immediate realization that most students did not take their textbooks on spring break. And um, so they were gonna be without those resources. And immediately we started contacting faculty, um, finding electronic versions of the materials and helping them get those posted to uh, their Blackboard accounts. Our staff who normally would be uh, 
at our service desks were scanning textbooks um, and posting them on Blackboard. We're finding alternative resources for courses. So we've really been able to do a great job in redirecting our staff resources to support online learning and doing that really quickly. Um, so that some of the some of the things we've been doing in terms of getting access to collections, we still have um, a lot of our special collections. The they are available by the the faculty who work in those areas are available for any questions. We have a lot of digitized special collections that are also available online. So, so I feel like a lot of our uh, resources and content is available for students and for faculty. Um, we've also always done telephone and email and chat research support service. So a lot of our librarians are um, available um, for any kind of research help. So students who want to figure out how to use our resources, how to find resources, how to cite resources. Um, We've got librarians who are managing chat and screen sharing technology from their homes. Um, I've heard from one this week who was helping a student in Latvia, um, and another who was helping a student who'd gone home to Scotland. So, you know, we're really um, available um, to students for questions or um, other types of research support. Um, and our website has a lot of information on it. We've got research guides, we've got style guides, so, you know, help with APA and MLA citations, all of that stuff is available on our website still. Um, there's a lot of tutorials there that I think are really helpful, so um, it's a really great resource to have as we're doing online education. And also, a bunch of our librarians are working on um, online workshops. So we've got some coming up that have to deal with um, data visualization. We have a data visualization librarian who's been remotely helping students, um, data management. We've got a copyright workshop online for faculty who are navigating, um, putting all of this course material online. Um, and then our students, so, sorry, my dog's whining. <laughs> Uh, he wants to go out. Um, a lot of our students who had been, you know, shelving or um, checking books out in the library, we've been able to continue their employment by redirecting their hours to different project work. Um, we have a film collection that's World War II news film that is just an amazing collection. Um, and our students have been going through and watching those films and transcribing them and, um, and putting in metadata to make them searchable, um, to make them accessible so we can have them online um, and available for everyone. So we've really been um, able to use our stu student labor in different ways too and keep our students employed, which I've been really happy about. And I think that's kind of a summary of what we're doing at the libraries. Everything is available through our website. We actually have, you know, all the regular links um, on our website, but we have a coronavirus COVID resources page um, that's just right there on the homepage. If you click on it, it goes to 
um, an online guide that really just kind of co-locates all of the um, resources that we help that we have to help uh, support online learning right now. And and it's got our phone numbers and our um, contact information all right there. Okay, thank you so much. That's oh, really awesome. Um, it's exciting to hear about everything the library has to offer and that that research help that I know I'm. I'm in honors and a lot of um, my friends and I are writing our thesis. So obviously that makes it a little more difficult when you can't go to the library and get the resources that you may need. Um, so that's really exciting to hear. Uh, Michael? Yes. Yes. There's so many things going on here. This is amazing. Um, we're exhausted with online resources. Um, so I'll just very briefly talk uh, Campus Rec. As we know, our buildings are closed. Um, so what we're doing is we have over 300 student employees throughout both of our facilities and all of our programs in, in Campus Rec. So we've been working hard to try to figure out how to keep them active, our students, employees. Um, so a number of different um, online projects have been doing to help us prepare for when we come back. So you're going to see a lot of things when we do get back up and running. That's going to be a lot more improvement, um, a lot more just kind of uh, what, what our students are looking for. Uh, so that's on the back end. But on the front end, for what everyone wants to see, is how do we stay in shape? Um, so we have uh, jumped on very quickly onto the online classes and have been able to offer uh, free fitness classes twice a day, uh, five days a week, all different types of classes. Uh, our Group X instructors have done a great job of, of wanting to work from home uh, so it's a unique situation where they're learning how to record on Instagram Live. They're trying to find the space. They're having their family help them or whoever's around. Uh, and we're providing classes at home in, in their houses or in their places. Um, so you can join in every, every day, Monday through Friday, at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Uh, we have all different formats from boot camp to yoga to bar to dance classes, strength classes, um, all our normal offerings. Uh, we are, we have moved over to the online platform. Um, and that's through our Instagram, uh, which is at U of SC underscore Campus Rec. Uh, additionally, uh, our personal training services have gone online, but we haven't stopped. We can't see you, but we can still help you. Um, so we have a whole online uh, program in place where we have some living documents through Google Docs, uh, where our personal trainers will create an individualized program based upon a very detailed questionnaire that we send out, so we know exactly what you're looking for, we know where you're working out, we know what your goals are, we know what equipment you have available, so no matter what your barriers are, we can help put together a program. Um, and then our trainers will be there virtually all the time. So the document, you fill it out, they, they, fill, they, they, they modify it the next day, um, there's text communication through GroupMe, uh, so we're really trying to create a community where our students can continue to work out and exercise on their own. Um, our last biggest thing is resources. We're using our Twitter. There are thousands of resources for, for wellness and fitness other than just what we are offering. So we want to be able to curate all those, find out which ones really are the best, and, and provide those for our students. So on our Twitter, same handle, U of SC underscore Campus Rec. Um, our goal is every day post another either free, truly free, or truly low cost um, opportunity for fitness and wellness. Um, we went through and there's, there's hundreds of different uh, companies and organizations that are trying to put stuff out there. Uh, not all of them are, 
of the best, I guess, message that we want to, to give for our students. So what we did is we went through the best ones and uh, we're putting those out for you. Uh, so take a look at our Twitter so you can see what else you can do on your own um, other than just for us. Um, and yeah, that's Yeah, thank you. I just followed you on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it's yeah. a, definitely something that I feel like people needed. So good, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I know all of you guys have a lot of great services that you're offering online. And we're also going to link all of your websites to the description. So all of you guys out there listening, if you just go to the description, click the link and find all the services. But mm. I have just like one, a few questions and any of you can chime in. You don't have to chime in. But I know it's pretty early on in all of this. I think we're the second, this is the end of the second full week of classes um, virtually. And we'll, obviously it's gonna be another month at least of this. But how do you see, I know you probably, your offices may or may not have already talked about this, but how do you see your services in the future even when we come back to being physically on campus? Do you see them changing at all um, with everything going virtual? Do you see you offering your services virtually more even with going back on campus in the fall or even the spring? How do you see your departments changing because of all of this going on? Well, can I jump in real quick? Because I did forget one more exclusive. Edgar has his exclusive. But our exclusive, we just found out that we are going to be offering our online fitness classes throughout the whole summer. Um, so because oh. we closed. Oh. Uh, so we did have That's a awesome. lot of students. Yeah, yeah, we had students saying, hey, the semester's over soon, what do we do then? Um, so we are gonna be pre preparing uh, online throughout the whole summer. Um, but that doesn't answer your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, That's no, that okay. Does, yeah. That's so awesome, we still wanted to know that, so. But uh, I think I'll start first from the sport program side at Campus Rec. So this whole process just kind of accelerated what we were looking at doing anyway. Um, in a perfect world, this would have been a, this uh, this nineteen twenty academic year would have been the kind of slow roll up where we were doing like our careful research on the backside and figuring out exactly how we wanted to do it. Um, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. So that's kind of how we jumped into this. Uh, but no, this should be something that we continue going forward, especially on the trivia side, the twitch. Uh, yeah, the twitch.tv slash rec without borders that will be continuing indefinitely through the summer just because especially too since this is an inter-institutional offering um we're operating you know just as independent people we're going to keep putting out the program for the students that want to do it the structured programs like the esports um obviously we can't program whenever the school you know, whenever school is not in session but it's going to be something that we keep tying into our student leaders you know those that are actually active in that field and we're going to keep asking them you know just the blank uh, we, we have a director, Mitch Nettesheim, who runs everything uh, at Campus Rec, and one of the best things that he's given us, I know that Mike might be able to speak to this too, is just he'll give us these magic wand questions. And we've started taking that to our students, and especially with our eSports club, we sat our president, uh, Rodney, down and said, well, Rodney, if you could wave a magic wand, how would this look for you? And that is is pretty close as to what our current offering looks like. So we're just going to keep putting the power in our students' hands and having them shape the experience that they want to give the other students for you the next two, three, four years, however long they're here. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so I, one thing I'd say is, you know, I think we too were really trying to bring more of our services online before this happened. Um, so that's we're in kind of a similar situation with that. And I think we do a lot of, like a lot of our real research questions come to us through online chat already. So I feel like some of this is, um, for the libraries is just, yeah, we're gonna continue providing resources online and we're gonna continue to help support you online. 
But one thing that I'm really um, hopeful about as part of um, this experiment, I guess, <laughs> for us is if we can connect more with faculty in um, when they're planning what are the course materials that they're using for their online courses. I don't know if you all have heard about um, the library's initiative to promote open educational resources, but these are um, online free textbooks that are being used um, all across the country in higher ed and they save students money because they are online free textbooks and these are really quality resources that are being developed by faculty and shared and so one of the things that I'm hopeful about is if we can continue to connect with faculty as they're making decisions about putting their courses online and what are the textbooks and the resources that they're going to be using in that course and pairing them with open educational resources, we can hopefully be saving students a lot of money in the long term by, um, you know, not them not having to purchase a textbook. So I'm hopeful that that is something that will come out of this experience that we're really partnering with faculty on more. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I know I'm a peer financial yeah. consultant, like Scott mentioned earlier, and textbooks is a huge one that's huge expense that students never factor in when they come back to campus, especially for, mm -hmm. you know, your like pre-professional tracks, like obviously max pre-med, so very expensive <laughs> textbooks for sure. Yeah. But that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And yeah, if anyone else you. has anything, yeah, that they're like adapting their services in the future. Um, and I know like both of you guys have mentioned, you've kind of had to catch up already with future plans. So Well, I can go next. Uh, this is Edgar from Student Health Services. Um, we were actually, uh, we already launched the telemedicine service in fall 2019 and but we had a little bit of hard time getting traction with students because they can just come in so this situation with covid 19 pandemic has really accelerated our us making this service available in fact uh, just the other day we had a full day of telemedicine appointments with uh, the students that are in south carolina uh, so it's something that we're looking at uh, increasing the capacity of that we have to get a license for each provider a separate license to be clear for each provider from our vendor and this is a secure hipaa compliant platform that we're using it's men telemedicine and um, so that's something that uh, i think justin mentioned that at this point we were actually wanting to push telemedicine to our students but this situation really cat catalyzed this becoming more of a, a the norm uh, I know a lot of places like MUSC, Prisma Health, and even Blue Cross and Blue Shield have really amplified their telehealth and telemedicine uh, offerings. And we were actually well positioned because we had already thought, uh, we're kind of uh, thought about this service, how our students would probably take advantage of it. But uh, we just saw a tepid response in the fall, but now it really is kind of blowing up. Uh, another thing that uh, we were looking at as well was teletherapy and being in this situation and made us really look at what we we had uh, and the hurdles we we were looking at with uh, with compliance with certain things uh, but the, our new service coming up uh, we found some solutions uh, quickly and uh, most likely we'll continue to have teletherapy for counseling and even group counseling, I believe. 
um, going into the fall and um, for as long as we can probably see, uh, it's pretty well known that uh, sometimes, especially in the late fall, late semesters, our counseling services get kind of kind of full. I mean, we only have so many people and the sessions are fairly long. You know, there are 50 minute sessions. Uh, so there's only so many hours in the day that a counselor can see uh, patients. Uh, so hopefully this teletherapy can increase our capacity and we can serve the students better in the future. Uh, and they don't have to leave their house or apartment or residence hall to get some of these services and um, both mental health services and uh, medical services. So that's something that the COVID-19 pandemic really made it important for us to focus on. So going forward, this will be a big part of our offerings at Student Health. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, accessibility is always a problem in healthcare and like it'll definitely cut down on wait times and stuff in student services. If like I have a prescription that I just need refilled, if I can just make sure that everything's okay virtually, like that's awesome. Um, yeah, and that's actually right now, uh, if a student has a, uh, seeing a psychiatrist on campus mm -hmm. and they want their meds refill, they can actually just message that person in my health space. Mm -hmm. If they know who their psychiatrist is, send them a, a secure message in my health space and they should be able to get a prescription refill. But you're right, um, a lot of the calls uh, or appointments we have in person in primary care are people asking questions or needing a refill, even wanting a note from a doctor. Uh, and it's a more efficient for that session to happen uh, over uh, a video conference like we're doing right now uh, than it is to drive into campus, find a parking spot. You might have to pay and you may, you go sign in and it's gonna be 20 minutes or so before you see the, the really you see the nurse and then, you get sent to the back room and then you wait a few minutes for your doctor. By the time everything's said and done, it's an hour, an hour, 20 minutes. When, when a telemedicine appointment, you're set up at a, let's say noon and you click on the link and then you're sent to the, to the video conference and you're done in about 20 minutes. Uh, so it is an advantage for, for both the provider and for the student. Uh, technically we can actually have more, sessions or primary care per day if we uh, we do more telemedicine because the, the we uh, cut out a little bit shorter period of time per student especially because we're not treating the same things we do in person if somebody's has bleeding or, or serious condition they ask to go in uh, and it's not something we can take care of over um, over a virtual conference situation uh, but in any case I hope that answered your question or, or definitely uh, underscored what you said. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Edgar. Uh, Scott, I saw that your microphone went off. I'll keep it short. I mean, echoing what they said, we we actually took online tutoring off two years ago because no one was using it. Um, and then we've been watching like maybe people want it again. Now everyone's been forced to figure it out. And I think we're going to keep it as least as an option uh, for the future where people will be able to opt to have it online or uh, come in person once that becomes available again. So especially writing support, we've seen a lot of people would love to have that right there. So maybe find ways to have even drop in writing support online would be cool. So who knows? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and Michael, I had a question too. Are you guys planning on doing the personal training 
with the online screening? Was that something that you offered before or is that something that you guys just started offering? Uh, interesting enough, I mean, for, for fitness, that is the, the, the trend. Everything is going online. You've seen all the commercials of the Mirror or um, even the Peloton with the online interactive fitness. So, so we were trying for the last probably six months to, to, to get this going. Um, and our initial goal was to start online personal training right at spring, right after spring break. So um, everything set up just in time, um, and now it's just a matter of us uh, making it better, improving it, adding more online resources. Um, I will say also for our fitness classes, I think it's something that we didn't think of ahead of time. Um, but uh, a lot of students, the feedback is they love, they want to do it in their on their own time in their in their own. Um, residence hall or if they're off-campus housing so this is something where they the, the interaction and the community of coming in to Strom or Blatt and working out together is really important but also that convenience and that accessibility of just hey logging in and doing it online at, at your own house uh, that's something that we're looking into as as continuing on afterwards yeah and I think too I know a lot of you guys were moving to online services anyway but I think we have such a small campus that sometimes it is easier when you're on campus at least to go from like the library to the health center so students probably weren't using those services as much before but I think now after this we're seeing convenience of a lot of your services being online I'm sure a lot of people will even when we're back on campus want to do these online things just for the convenience um, and so I think like the privacy of being like being able to work out and do service like tutoring services in the privacy of like your own apartment and stuff like that. But I want to thank all of you guys for coming on and also just all of you guys for adapting in doing everything that you're doing. Because um, I'm sure I mean, I don't know what other schools are doing, but I feel like it's definitely not as far as as much as you guys are doing mm. for South Carolina and your students for sure. Um, the amount of services and things that you're offering for us is really incredible. And I know all of my friends and Mac, I'm sure can say the same, are using these services and are really excited that you guys are still offering this for us as well. Um, especially, I mean, it's part of our tuition and I think students are definitely gonna use these still going forward um, and it's great. But thank you yeah. guys so much for coming on. Wait, Matt, I think Scott has, Scott just messaged me has one more thing to yeah. say. Scott? Yeah, I think I can share a sentiment and I think mo most people would agree here. Now, there's two things that are almost more important than ever. Uh, for students to remember. One is to check in on their fellow student, reach out and say, hey, let's both hop online that Instagram Live and do that together. You know, like let's uh, do that group together. Um, check in to be like, hey, how are you doing on that research paper? Have you, you know, used the library's resources? And just drop those friendly lines. I think we often forget about that, that we are still working together. You can do Teams chat to study together. You can um, meet up to do, I actually do Zoom chats to play video games with my friends. You know, things like that are still possible. And then for university resources, please just read. Like, I cannot urge students enough to read their emails, read the stuff that's coming out from the university because all the instructions are there. Uh, they just need to take the time to read it or watch the Instagram story that all these offices are posting, you know, watch the instructional videos. Um, and then don't be afraid to reach out because all of our offices are happy to help students in whatever that looks like. Um, they just need to reach out and we're happy to help when we can. So I want to make sure we really push that idea of connect with one another. Yeah, yeah awesome. awesome, Scott. Thank you, Scott. That's yeah, great. That's something good for, for, you guys. That's for right. everything you do. Yeah, um, we, we really appreciate it. I just wanted to say yeah. too, thanks to both of you, Mac and Matt, for um, connecting with students in this way and for you know having all of us come on and um, let students know about what's going on. You guys are doing a great service for your fellow students as well.
Thank you. Oh, that's thank nice you. to hear. Yeah. That's nice to hear. <laughs> We're trying for sure. Um, we want everybody to be as successful in all their ways that they can be, especially trying to battle these new circumstances that have come up. Gotta roll yeah, the punch. Thank you all for coming on, yeah. um, and we'll see you guys next week. This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org.